five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA. We're going to be talking about branding, GDPR, and copy today. But first, let's have a little fun. Here we go over to the commercial. Looking at the car, the robots are showing it off. Smear in the windows. Doesn't like that. <laughs> Respect the tech. <laughs> yeah, Forte. Oh, Kia. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought it was a Hyundai. Well, anyway, uh, that's the trouble with commercials. You know, if you don't put the if you don't put the brand name front and center, people get it mixed up, and I always do. Okay, so now let's get over to the uh, to the main meat and potatoes. Okay, this is an article, and it explains that UK has a bill going through that um, <clears throat> the Data Protection and Digital Information Bill DPDI just. <laughs> Another one on your list, and um, it's supposed to it's supposed to free up some of the data restrictions of GDPR, and it's supposed to make cookie acceptance a little a little I don't know easier, sneakier. <laughs> it's hard to say depending on your perspective, right? And um, but. <clears throat> And you can read the article. All the articles from every show are up on WDMA.org uh, in the member section, um, and you just have to you just have to subscribe, which people do actually. You'll also get you're also more likely to get. I can't promise you that you'll get it, but you'll more likely to get notified when we have our fun meetups, um, which we're going to try and squeeze one in at the end of the month. I think. Uh, probably, um, eh, probably the 28th would be a good day for it. So, uh, so go over there and subscribe and you can get the show notes and get the details of the articles that I talk about. Um, so data processing and cookie opt-ins are loosened up a bit. Um, but the best comments down here were Paul Coggins, CEO of Audludio who believes the changes will ultimately increase rather than reduce confusion. He says there appears to be no strategic reason for the UK to move away from the EU's GDPR other than political. Far from being pro-growth and pro-privacy, another set of rules to learn will inevitably lead to confusion and added costs. Um, for example, one of the great added fees is uh, a data protection officer. He says with this bill, even the smallest business would be would be advised or would be wise now to have access to a data protection officer. In other words, the rules are, are tweaky and and difficult to comply with. And one thing I know is that compliance is a cost that's that's foisted on businesses. It's a hidden tax. And uh, as much as we love keeping the consumer happy, um, once it gets to government, it's rarely it's a you know, it's a big meat axe that rarely accomplishes what it seeks. 
Okay, Toblerone's brand image won't be hurt by losing the Matterhorn, according to Mark Ritson. Here's an interesting photo showing the Matterhorn and Toblerone. Is it Toblerone or that Tobler is the guy's name? <laughs> I don't know. He added, maybe it's Tobler one. <laughs> maybe that's what he meant. Uh, the founder's name is Tobler, just Tobler. So anyway, um, and uh, the Swiss. Apparently, they have some compliance people say you can't use the Matterhorn if you're going to move some of your production to Slovakia. <laughs> and, uh, you know, a lot of this article is about how brands are, are made in places that you didn't expect them to be. And, uh, and because of that, as long as you pretend to be from there, <laughs> people think you are. You know, uh, there was a, there was a, a, you know, a cry for, for the, uh, for the, uh, what's, it's not a blockade embargo. It's not it's boycott. Okay. Uh, you know, it depends on who's who's running it, right? If the if the Navy's running it, it's a blockade, right? And if it's uh, the government, it's it could be an embargo. But if it's the consumers, then it's a then it's a boycott. You know, it's, the problem is is you think that I'm completely losing it, but actually I'm thinking of through all these definitions in my head before I want to want to use the the word. So so absolute vo uh, vodka. There was cries for boycotting absolute. Because uh, of the Russian invasion of Ukraine, uh, and of course, Absolute was never made in Russia. It was always Swedish. Now it's owned by a French conglomerate. So uh, Smirnoffs started in Russia, but it, since 1933, I think they've been making some of it at least in Connecticut. <laughs> I learned that today. So Mark points that out in a number of, about a number of brands that you don't know who's who and what's what that uh, Toblerone is going to make a generic mountain that's nowhere in in particular <laughs> but looks a lot like a mountain it probably look more you know the Matterhorn's a little tough to squeeze in there because you got to get that that little crook at the top or you wouldn't know it was the Matterhorn. You know, that's what makes the Matterhorn distinctive is that it's crooked at the top. And, of course, it's only crooked from that one angle. If you just went around to the other side, sort of, you know, went about went about 120 degrees around the other side, it wouldn't look like the Matterhorn at all. It's just that one distinctive shot. There's supposedly a Bernese bear, <laughs> secretly inlaid Bernese bear. I don't know anything about that. And uh, they're going to put the signature of of... Uh, Theodore Tobler on the side of it, and they're going to change the font. And I'm a little nervous about that because this font is really the distinctive part. Um, you know, the packaging is distinctive because how the heck can you get a name that long onto a package? <laughs> but I think they'll do fine because you know what? I like the chocolate. That's why we buy it. We buy it because... We like the chocolate, you know, and you might have first encountered it in a duty-free shop or something exotic like that. Um, so people are going to have an outcry and they're going to say it's going to lose 
First, they will argue that Toblerone is going to lose its distinctive brand assets. And uh, no one should change brand codes. Secondly, they argue that the Swiss heritage is essential to the brand and its appeal. And uh, no, it's really the chocolate. <laughs> it's the chocolate! Right, Mark? I'm surprised Mark didn't say that. But anyway, nobody will get that the mountain has changed unless you read articles on, or unless you subscribe to my channel here. Um, so Mark says, the only thing worse than changing an age-old design, and you better be careful with that, is freezing the design for decades so that it ends as a dusty old-school image. Not sure. Not sure. You know, it's really hard to say. And, you know, it's hard to it's hard to split test this stuff, right? Because if you put enough money into it, you know, people will recognize the new design just as well. And, you know, if you ask somebody my age what color is a yield sign, they'll all say yellow. Because <laughs> when we were getting our driver's test, it was yellow. They haven't been yellow for like 30 or 40 years. <laughs> They're red. <laughs> red triangles. But they were yellow back in the day and so you know us dusty old codgers are still still think it's yellow even though it hasn't been yellow forever and ever and ever so as long as there's some continuity there i think they'll be okay i think that's mark's point um and his other point is uh that there's a lot of brands that are made all over the place and he said his German beer is made in England and his English car is made in Germany, which is funny. A every apple has been assembled in China. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that mixed around. He said that Volvo's Chinese ownership allowed the brand to become safer, more environmental, more boring. And they're producing the cars in Belgium, China, the USA, and Sweden has made the company more successful. And that's true as long as you don't have huge supply chain issues, which I think, well, Slovakia shouldn't have any worse supply chain issues than Switzerland as far as getting cocoa beans from Colombia or wherever, they, wherever they're buying them from. So anyway, uh, usually Mark, you know, I like Mark's Cracker Jack articles because there's usually a surprise inside. But there wasn't any big surprise in this one. Um, so, you know, anyway, it's available on WDMA. Words Matter, maximize your direct mail copy. This is a continuation of the series from Summer Gould. Uh, this is number eight, I think, in the ser series. Nope, number nine. She's going to have a heck of a book here. Um, I actually downloaded them each in, se in sequence with numbering so I could put it together as a book if I, wa if I wanted to. Maybe it'll be available on WDMA with Summer's permission. I hope you're I hope you're listening, Summer. Wait a minute, wait a minute. David Foley wrote in. Trader Joe's has a terrific NAAN biscuit that's made in Canada, but I cannot find any similar product in Canada. Interesting. Okay, so Trader Joe's is selling a biscuit. <laughs> uh a Canadian biscuit that's not made that's not actually available in Canada, which that does that does you know if you go and get a try and get a Danish, you know, in America we buy these. It's a Danish. It's like a round 
breakfast donut with usually some fruit jelly and some frosting on it. Excellent. One of the one of the keys to life is an occasional Danish. Yeah, try to go to Denmark and buy a Danish. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You know. Or what were we trying to get in France? You know, it's like <laughs> French fries. French don't know what you're talking about. So that's not that uncommon, David. The world is a crazy place. And so don't worry about your brand being too tightly connected to whatever it is you're saying. Mark makes a big deal about whiskey and how it's actually aged in big warehouses, not at the distillery. You know, it, it starts at the distillery, but then it moves to big warehouses. So, so it doesn't hurt the whiskey's branding, right? But it does make it more affordable. Okay, so... Speaking of affordable, which as I was reading this, I thought, I don't ever use the word affordable. <laughs> no, I did. Okay, so um, Summer is going to talk about copy and design related to words, related to copy. Choosing certain words and phrases can make your messages more memorable, believable, and persuasive. Okay, words matter. There's a connotation, which is sort of like the definition, right? No, that's sort of like the nuance, the nuance of the word. And there's the denotation. The denotation is the definition. And, uh, of course, uh, so she says, like, the word affordable versus cheap. Bob, um, I can never remember his last name. But anyway, this copywriter guy, I always think Bob Hoskins, but it's not. It's not Hopkins. It's it's something like that, though. Um probably will come to me later in the day. Um, but he told me that you should never talk about learn, you know, learn why doctors recommend this more than aspirin or something. He said, because learning is associated with education and education with school and nobody likes school. So instead of using the word learn as an illustration here, use the word discover. Because we all like to discover stuff. You know, come around the next bend and oh, look at there. There's a waterfall with a rainbow. <clears throat> okay, no work involved at all. <laughs> just discover. <laughs> it's all, all, uh, it's just all uh, yeah, positive hormones. <laughs> anyway, okay, David, <laughs> David Foley writes, but whiskey is aged in large wooden barrels inside the warehouses. Yes, that's true. They're in the barrels in the warehouses. Windsor, where I live, has Wiser's Distillery and the aging warehouses. Yeah, well, Ritson's just saying that, you know, the quaint little distillery, it, it, which they don't look like anyway. They look like, you know, big stainless steel towers, right? I mean, it's all it all looks like food manufacturing. Um, but then they put them in the barrels. And the distinctive of scotch is, I think, that they use they use uh, old barrels <laughs> They they would buy used barrels and recycle them and and they would they would burn them in the inside a little bit uh, to get rid of the burgundy taste of the wine and uh, it would make them smoky so that's why scotch tastes smoky because the scotch are notoriously economical <laughs> affordable <laughs> cheap. At least that's what they're famous for. Okay, so rhyming copy is more memorable. And as you notice, I do that every day with the WDMA. <laughs> people must, people also trust it more. They also feel more confident in their decision. 
okay? Rhyming is easier to process and understand. So how can you create some rhyming copy? Well, I just showed you. Just start with the WDMA and you can rhyme it every day. Okay, your layout matters. Okay, the type font size matters. The type face matters, right? Some typefaces are easier than others. Um, don't want to run type over a picture. That makes it hard to read. Very, very hard to read. Reverse type is hard to read. Not so much as a headline, but as a body copy. And that's another point is that body copies and headlines have a little bit different rules, right? Because you can process a headline with just a few words, even if it's, if it's in a dramatic style, but you don't want the whole body copy to be that way. Uh, okay, when your copy is hard to read, people assume that purchasing from you will be hard also. And uh, I did creative work. I've done a lot of creative work through the years. Uh, not so much about, you know, what looks good or what will win awards, but what will make money. I'm the guy you call when you want to beat control because it's, you know, petering out. So the Billy Graham Association hired me to look at some of their some of their uh, creative. And one of the things we found they in their annuity division was that if the type got below eight point, it, the uh, the leads generated didn't just go down a little, but they went to zero. They just went to zero. So, you know, cut the copy. Don't 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 shrink the type. And if you're interested in this topic of creative and offers, but also of copy, especially, um, Claude Hopkins' book, Scientific, Scientific Advertising, is available for free online at scientificadvertising.com. And um, you can also get the audiobook there. I think that that's in the $10 package or something. But it's the 100th anniversary of Claude's book, and it is still... Uh, it is still a classic. It's still worth the read. Anybody in advertising, design especially, uh, or marketing should read it. You better not do any more work today until you download it and read it. I have no affiliation with it whatsoever. I just think it's great that you can get it so easily. Okay, and then Summer has some other things that might draw some attention. Um, alliteration, repetition, uh, similes and metaphors. Excellent distinct distinction a simile uses the word like or as a metaphor suggests a comparison without using those words wow that's like a rainbow going through my brain <laughs> just trying to do a simile there just to show that i can homophones are like we say bye but you also mean bye bye now bye no. okay got it we're going to illustrate all this stuff Use the word you often, always a good idea. People are much more interested in themselves than they are in you. And one of the things about second person, you don't have to worry about those pesky pronouns everyone's talking about, which are third person, which objectify everybody. If you talk about my pronouns, you're actually not talking about your pronouns. You're talking about their pronouns. So anyway, we better not get too uh, esoteric here. Okay, use the word free. It works really well. People love free, and you don't even have to give away something free. You can just say, you know, and in addition. Um, well, anyway, I've used up my time. Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Bye-bye.